pussy. Yeah. Welcome to another edition. A fair warning. The exhaustive history. America's greatest rock band. Bam. <laughs> Have we claimed Don't that laugh yet? like I'm lying. No. No, but I mean, I, is that the first time? Greatest is hard. On here? Great is hard to quantify. Yeah. See, arguably the greatest. Arguably, there you go. I like that. Like allegedly, the greatest American rock band ever. Think I'm lying? No. Stay no, tuned. Sir. I wouldn't be sitting here if I thought you were lying. <sighs> episode five or six? Six. Album five. Album episode five. six. Oh, thanks for hanging around for six episodes, everybody. But who would have thought the best rock band in America would originally, the impetus would come from the Netherlands. Right. Well, Which is even more American if the you American think about story. it. American story. That's American as hell. 100%. Yeah, Ellis Island and everything. Like baked in. Let's not forget that. There's racism involved. What's more American than that? You know, what, <laughs> you know what's more American than that? Having your dad play on your fifth studio <laughs> album. <laughs> your dad who was pimping you out. During halftime shows on a boat coming to America. Halftime shows. <laughs> with J-Lo playing. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Diver Down. Yeah, we are. We're going to try not to uh, get the bends. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Going from the last album to this one because, wow. We, a- we just came off Fair Warning, which is my favorite Van Halen album of any era, of any singer, to my least favorite David Lee Roth album. Really? Absolutely. And I think this album has the most David Lee Roth in it. <laughs> it's quite Rothy. Okay, so after that last podcast, what we talked about, do you think this is him pushing back? Like trying it to feels get like it, yeah. Like, it feels like the pendulum swinging back the other way. And I hear that now. I hear, the, I hear what you heard now. I, I feel like <laughs> this is uh, David saying. Lee Roth and Ted having a little bit of time to, to um, try to wrangle this thing get dave uh you know because ted is on dave's side isn't he ted's we, on we, dave's he side he would go on to yeah side yeah. with him didn't he yeah and so the, so <laughs> he knew where the money was <laughs> but he would make good calls when it when ed spoke up i was related to this album there was some stuff like that oh yeah um yeah it, uh one of the one of those solo um like instrumentals that he does um that was the thing i was reading recently he was just saying how that it's weird to think that the the leader of your band would not want you to show off being the lead guitarist when you're right, the most right, badass guitarist there is. Banning the guitar solos. Um, but he had to like fight to get some stuff on there. But Ted was like, Dave said, what? Oh, fuck no. Put that shit on there, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like Ted and Eddie have a, uh, had any kind of friction, or at least up to this point. I, you know, nothing public. Uh, but from what I gathered, they just finished touring. So they, they just got off the road from that last fucking tour. And to keep the momentum going, they're like, let's, let's do a single. Yeah. Fucking do a single. And if we do a single, let's do a cover. And they basically, it feels like Eddie was not ready. <laughs> Eddie wasn't ready. To go in and and mentally jump into making an album as soon as they got off that last tour because they've been going hard. Yeah, there's a lo- their each tour gets longer. Yeah, and it seems and that that was a ten month tour. It seems like they got back. Um, Dave and Ted wanted to be in the studio a bit, 
Eddie, not so much. They kind of hoodwink them with, uh, with we're just going to do a single, and then, oh, it sounds so good. Because it, what, it was going to be dancing in the streets? Right, but Eddie, at that point, couldn't figure it out. Couldn't, couldn't get the riff. Yeah. So they do Pretty Woman. And then this, that's a fucking single, boys. <laughs> get back in the studio. And the, the, this feels like Eddie has not as much interest in recording this album. And Dave and Ted are all over that void that Eddie leaves without, you know, and they fill it with just a little bit more. They're a little bit. How about uh, how about we do uh, five covers on this album? Yeah, you know? is that all? Yeah, there's they, only five. It's like five out like, of twelve songs. All right. uh, it's almost fifty percent though. I mean, that is for your what your fifth album. It's but a weird move. It's a weird move. Let's go cover heavy, especially after that last album. But I guess maybe that's why, right? Yeah, because that one was a hundred percent just. All them, and it, feel, it feels like I think what you're saying is there, there's a pushback, whether it, you know, vocal yet in the band or just by occupying space and time. There seems to be a little bit of a conversation going on, almost like there's something below the surface. Say like <laughs> there's a diver down, and that's what they're saying about with this cover. Which is the diver down flag means there's a person in the water swimming under a boat or something like that, and uh, you know steer clear, give us a wide berth, and um, there's you know there Dave and everybody saying there's something going on below the surface. I don't know if they meant to hit that nail so squarely on the head. I thought it was more of a cunnilingus joke. I don't think so. Oh. I wouldn't put it, but maybe them. no. It works on a bunch of levels. Why not? <laughs> Why wouldn't it? It works in a bunch of fathoms. Oh, boy. There it is. I started it. I can't even be mad, dude. But uh, let's go ahead. I'm going to play the first track, and it's it's a Kinks song again. Yeah, right. I like right. playing the Kinks. Uh, where have all the good times gone? The whole thing just feels a little a tad uninterested. Even the groove is just kind of... It's pedestrian, man. It's nothing coming off of Fair Warning. It doesn't feel like an evolution off of that. feels like this should have been their maybe their third album. Or, you know, or... Their never album. Yeah. Funny enough, though, how to do in the charts... Oh, you would ask that. Surprise, crushed it. <laughs> yeah. It stayed, it stayed in for like 60-something weeks. And it's several times platinum, so, you know, what do we know? Their fastest-selling album mm. at this point. Diver Down came out of the gates. Off that swinging. single, probably. Off that uh, Pretty Woman single. Yeah. Yeah, like where's all the fruity fills and squeals and 
Where have all the good times gone, indeed? Hitting that yeah, nail square on the head. Comes up. All the prior al- albums, though, when you think about it, they all start like with a real slow jam. Besides Fair Warning, they just, it, it just, it's a slow takeoff. Real low key. <laughs> I guess, well, blame Ray Davies, I guess he wrote it. But. Yeah, and it's, dude, it's catchy as fuck. They sound good singing it, mm-hmm. sound good playing it. When did you say this was? 82 or 81? It's in 82. 82. Yeah, this, so this album comes out April 14th, 1982. Spends 65 weeks on the charts. Um, you know, I think it topped at number three in, in the U.S other positions in other places as well and it's the same crew we're, we're talking teddy landry and uh warner brothers <laughs> landy landy tom landry tom tom his cousin ted <laughs> ted landry and then dave and his and his uh Werner brothers and his dog spot but what was it also around this time though that tell me if you guys have read anything about like uh wasn't eddie already planning his uh studio Kind of, uh, oh, okay. Early know. seeds for building 5150, like I'm he's sure. exploring it. I, I would imagine he's already been feeling the itch for a while. You know, I don't know if he's done been doing any real estate shopping yet for this, but because I, I was listening to an interview with uh, what's Frank Zappa's kid's name, Dweezil? Yeah, um, because there's a connection there, and he said uh, he would pick his dad's brain a lot because uh, he had his own studio. That's so when they're right. hanging, when they're hanging out, he would pick his brain about that stuff a lot. I had a clip too of him like shitting on uh, his guitar playing too. I'm Zappa's guitar playing. Oh really? From what year though? 1982. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it just caught him in a bad mood. Not he really doesn't. He's not bashful about talking shit. Actually, at least he wasn't as a young guy. He was pretty honest. Yeah, uh, what's the word? Arrogant. That's only a guy that's twenty five could be. But then again, he's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people did steal from him. <laughs> they did. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the second song should have been the opener to me. Like, I actually like this song. This is one of the this is one of that's the ones that uh, cool riff that can stay. I like what Dave's doing there too. I like dig the earache my eye vibe he's got going on. Story here too. Nice narration. High heel sneakers, acting like a queen. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same time. Wow. <laughs> there, there was, there was some coke filled nights with Cheech and DLR, right? Somewhere at the sunset one night. <laughs> Put it down and guarantee. 
do you think it is that maybe Eddie didn't have the material this time around? Like he just didn't have a big enough backlog to to counter. I can't imagine any that, of it, man. right? Yeah. Like he'd be at a loss for. I riffs. feel like I feel like he wanted some time. I feel like the band could have used some time, and they've for four albums, they've just and just been playing tours, and then hurry up record, bust it out, then get ready to promote that next album, and they've consistently been doing it and it's been working out really well fucking how many years in a row can you do that even if you start out when you're 23 24 it's unsustainable eventually it's unsustainable i think this is where it's cracking i think the stresses of the of the road are getting to the band eddie's been married for about a year now going on two at the end of this tour um and if he's tired coming back from fair warning and then doesn't think you're going to record an album and then you got these two guys maybe some other pressure too being like well, that was hot come on let's get in there let's do this you always, know what? matter always. of fact you don't you don't even have to write that much we're going to do this cover and we're going to do that you know and eddie's famous for saying like it takes about as much effort to make a cover sound like your own as it is to write your own song sure and the way he does it i, I see where he's coming from you know that Proof is in the pudding. Or in the case of where of all the good times go, it is. Just whip it out. It's just, just fucking play it. <laughs> and I think I feel like there was a lot of, you know, we're talking about the the not wanting your guitar hero, to your guitar god to play a lot of guitar solos and and, and trying to, I don't know, trying. It's ego. It's ego. There's a little yeah. bit of this ego thing, and I feel like there was. Uh, this is this album is indicative of the split. That is coming. You know, everyone starts believing their own hype. Yeah. Feeling themselves, getting their own buses. You know, shit like that. Happens every time. This this album feels like work, and it feels like none of them wanted to, were inspired by fucking recording. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like they were just like, this is what Van Halen can do if they're not really fucking jazzed about everything that they're playing it's still pretty good that last fucking track is a jam right but it, it does have that kind of like dave's vocals they're doubled but they're not perfectly doubled but that's no, kind of nice. what he's going for right? yeah some nice character but it but a lot of it feels like um you know five minutes under baked <laughs> you know they like they they could have pushed that a little bit further. That that one, I, I don't know. A little chewy in the middle still. It, it's got nothing on Fair Warning. There's nothing on Fair Warning. This song does have things that Fair Warning didn't have. I mean, and I don't mean cover songs, but... The song in particular? Yeah. Uh, like, the next one, Cathedral, is is the standalone guitar solo song. Where we, we semi-counted the uh, intro into Mean Streets as, as a bit of a solo last time but yeah as far as a devoted solo track i think we get a couple on this one totally <laughs> which you know if i'm gonna put some some things in the pro column of this album right that, that's <laughs> one of them uh cathedral is actually it's one of i mean eruption is wonderful we all agree we've we've so many times and it's cathedral just seems a little less fucked out to my ears <laughs> so when i hear it i'm yeah. a little more excited about it uh 
he had a story about recording this one where he said he'd work his volume knob so much they would heat up and freeze. So he'd get about two takes worth before his volume knob would freeze. I got that clip. Do you? <laughs> Play it after, yeah. All right. Well, here is Cathedral. mad that I just let that roll right there. No, we're cool with that. That's pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, man. Getting that cello sound out of it now. It's a new texture. No, exactly. Like sonically, like coming out of something coming out of a, a guitar at yeah. that time. Out of sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a clip of uh, where he, he talks about a little bit of. Uh, Was that one of them you gave me? Yeah. Um, Look for the file, Eddie underscore colon. It's under the folder that says bad motherfucker. Is it best life advice? Yeah. Oh, it was one of the clips. Oh, yeah, there we go. Cathedral. What's the um, effects in Cathedral? Say that again? You're using a volume swell in Cathedral at the beginning? No, I'm using, uh, uh, I'm using like a 61 Stratocaster <laughs> with a vol just a volume knob, and I'm, cr I'm turning it like this. You know? Up on, and down? On, on. On, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. Yeah, and I'm using an uh, an echo and a uh, a chorus. What gave it the violin-like effect? Oh, just fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it's just uh, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just uh, see the way. That, okay, it's the same type of echo setting that I use on the mini mood for dancing in the streets. 
Because uh -huh. all I'm really doing is dancing in the streets is, on the keyboard is... I keep dropping the phone. <laughs> all I'm really doing is... Uh, you know, like that. Uh -huh. but the, I set the echo in a way where it sounds like a sequencer. Oh. You know, do, 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 do. I see. That sounds almost like a Catholic church organ or something. Yeah. That's what, you mean uh, cathedral? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I call the cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dummy. <laughs> he just kept dropping his phone. God, to interview Eddie back in the day when he would just play riffs for you over the phone. So hilarious that um that guy that's interviewing him his name's uh Jas J A S uh Obrecht I think he's mm. from one of the guitar magazines back in the day guitar player I think but yeah and he does like this long phoner with him talking about this whole album um but uh we got another clip later on from this same is it from the same uh interview same interview for um what's the next song next song is secrets or, uh, it's a juicy. Here we go. That's kind of a new vibe for them. Yeah. Who? Jamie. Uh, uh, of course. Headed where the thunder rolls. She got that rhythm. Got that rhythm of the road. She get crazy. Woman get crazy. She can go. It's definitely Jamie. the porn career she's still looking good i come like the secret wind sometimes see this this track does a lot to support uh david singing he's kind of nuanced on this a little bit mm -hmm. he's got these real nice you know nice ch texture to his voice sliding around yeah and i think this this is a real nice track of uh off of this album and just off of any is one of the shiners. It's kind of one shines. of the, I can't think of it, too many other Van Halen songs that sound like it either. It, That's true. And I think they would if Eddie decided to make it dirtier. Dave was more aggressive on it instead of actually like sing-songy on it. Um, you know, and Alex started throwing in, you know, a few more beats per minute with some aggressive drumming. But this Dave. is like all of them just walking down that hill. Dave doesn't do falsetto much. Yeah. Like like that anyway. Not like that. Best <laughs> really guitar player ever. This is a pretty low in the cat jam. I like it. And it's got the angels singing. <laughs> That's right. has the best solo entrances than Eddie.
These chord changes remind me of like something off of OU812. Mm. Yeah, like uh, I know I can yeah. message in a not message in a bottle, but the, just that kind of finger kind of feels like he's finger picking those chords a little bit, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little uh, finish what you started. Yeah. Oh, now he's looking good. Yeah, it's a little uh, oddity of a, not an oddity, a novelty of a song for them. Find too many of those in the catalog. Did I, we, we already say it took 12 days to record this. We did not. They're back to. They're back to the album? two weeks. No, twelve, twelve days. I guess if you don't have to write them, I mean, that's what the internet told me. If you don't have to, that's write what them. our. I mean, our crack team it, it, who please, searched the internet. That's what the research team came back with. Yeah. Um. So is that the fastest one? I think this is uh, their fastest recorded album, and their fastest selling album. Hmm. Uh, it did obviously really well for him too. So, commercial wise, all of the decisions that went into making this album kind of pan out, you know, <laughs> which I think just serve as another strike on the wedge that is splitting yeah. the timber of this Cause band. Because we, we know Fair Warning didn't sell so great. Exactly. And Eddie was really <sighs> invested in Fair Warning, liked this town, liked the, the tones of everything. Um, and obviously, there's two other members in the band, and I'm sure they all liked Fair Warning, too. I don't know any of their opinions on the recording of this one, but for, you know, the lead singer, lead guitarist fucking storyline, famous storylines throughout a bunch of bands, this is uh, this is a little bit more weight's getting put on their shoulders here, so they're starting to do more lifting, and... uh you could see Eddie coming in by himself, throwing down cathedrals. Mm -hmm. He didn't need anybody, any other input in there. It's a solo track, you know, for the most part. This one they're playing together. For the other ones, they're kind of covers. They're 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 playing together, but this feels more like showcase this, showcase that. Actually, really quick, was there more on that clip? That was that whole clip. That was the whole. That was all, the whole. Clip. All of it. Yeah. I did have one of him talking about uh, all the cover songs. I wanted to, to write a story about the Diver uh, Down album. Mm -hmm. And uh, talk about, maybe have you talk about each cover a little bit. Uh, sure, fine. As you, did you write most of the music? To the, uh, uh, song well, the, it's like, like actually, it's like half what cover the tunes is? and half our own. Yeah. You know, you know, Skip the shit I'm dancing in the streets and they just kind of write it off like, yeah. 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 Picked up from the city that we're in, from Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky, Sony, 
it's one of those jobs that has an FM, AM radio, oh, and you can, call, you can record, ding, 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 you know, stuff like that. Yeah, he played one of those, and uh, this might be I, I, it was funny as shit. We had a great time. It looked like an old uh, because he he lost. He, no, that's I mean, I, I, that's I the big bad That's my bad. What are you looking for? I thought he I thought he had something yeah, to say about um intruders. I have a clip of that. That's what you gave me, huh? Yeah. From that same uh, interview with the Albrecht guy. Yeah. But yeah, on the, on the rest of that clip, he, kind of what you were saying, Jared, he talks about how the his volume knob froze up on the second take, <laughs> yeah. like at the end of the second take. And we get only got two takes on that one. I think that's crazy, though. Like, oh, it took Eddie to figure out, oh, that's you need a solid knob on there if you want to do shit like that. Eddie R&D Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he did. Well, the okay, so uh, I'm interested to hear this clip that you brought because I read some some stuff today that struck me as as odd and I didn't know whether to believe it or not. Uh, um they had shot the video for P- Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. And it was longer than the song is that what eddie's getting at in this okay i'm just gonna play the clip and not step on the uh, lead here wow and and, okay the the reason we did intruder was because the 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 video was longer than pretty woman oh i see so we just so we just went right back in and said hey we need some more we need some more music sounded like a jam or something Huh? It almost sounded like a jam. Oh, all I'm doing is, hey, I use a beer can, uh, all kinds of weird stuff, just making noise. And it was first take. It took it took a minute and 40 seconds to do. How'd you make all the sounds? Oh, just, uh, you know, feedback, just uh, no overdubs, nothing. Just well, I mean, how do you use it with the beer can? Huh? What do you use the beer can for? In the beer can, okay. Well, in the very beginning, uh, I... I twirled my vibrato bar, and it kind of sounds like a chain. Yeah. You know, like that. Uh-huh. Uh, then the, ne- the next thing you hear is kind of like... <laughs> oh, the cricket sound. Well, it, it, I, I don't know how to explain the sound, but... It almost sounds like crickets or something. Was that with a can of beer? A can of Schlitz malt. Schlitz malt. What are you, are you just rubbing it on the strings? Where it joins the body, 
Yeah. Where it ends, and we just take it. Scrape it up now. And and the spring when I, I I would scrape the pick up to the pickup, and the spring would be hitting the the pole, the magnet, you know, the pole of the yeah. uh, the pickup, and it would just go. <laughs> So I just kept going. <laughs> 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 Sounds great. Oh, right, hey, I just, it was so much fun. I know, there's a real sense of humor on the album. Hey, listen to all our albums. I think they all have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's from that same uh, interview. Whoa. Hey. The big outro. That was Eddie Van Hitten. Ah. Um. I know it was kind of um, long, but I loved that nerdy shit. Like, yeah, that. yeah. So I remember reading interviews in Guitar Player magazine and stuff where he would talk like everything he just said. They would, I mean, that that guy is from Guitar Player magazine. Yeah. So, I, well, the interview that I had read today was David Lee Roth taking most of the credit for that song because which, he played the keyboard part for which one for Intruder. <laughs> really, he he says he played the keyboard part. Yeah, which you never. Know. He said it was all he had all the good ideas for Star Wars. <laughs> David Lee wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, I'm gonna play those two together then, because they go together. And if you haven't seen the video on it's YouTube, hilarious. it was banned from MTV. Banned. Really? It was too hot for MTV no because shit. Michael they Anthony had the, was dressed as a samurai. It was a very <laughs> smell the glove situation, like but on video, where they had the lady tied up. And the and the little people are molesting her, and then in the end you find out it's a dude, and it was too too hot mm -hmm. for 1982. That's hilarious. Well, we probably would be me today. <laughs> yeah, are we getting better or worse? <laughs> the first ever Schlitz malt recorded on tape. On the lead Schlitz, Edward Van Halen. It's funny they never used Eddie or asked Eddie for any kind of like advertising. Schlitz? Yeah. Maybe just they might have just, just on the just give him beer on the down low and call it even, right? He's gonna keep drinking. It's gonna be in all the that. pictures. Like five album five album albums in and that's still the go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love those shots in was it Van Halen two in the in the studio where it's just littered with Schlitz beer cans. It was on about the floor that Schlitz. They got money for better butts. beer than than Schlitz, but they're <laughs> they're sticking to their guns. Dance with the one that brought you. <laughs> but the fact they just busted that out just to fill space on that video—that's nuts, man. And the way, so they already had Pretty Woman recorded. So they had to record this to match right up into it. Just got that beat going. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to me. Keep it, keep it going now. <laughs> have to do the live edit here. Oh, shit. No, that was them. They didn't record it enough alike. Obviously, that was a fuck up on their part. And that's a wicked intro to this song. Right? 
Even as a cover, this is a little more inspired than a lot of the stuff on the record so far. Yeah. See why it spurred a whole album. And they forget the third verse. Like if it's in the Roy Orbison version, they just really? forget a whole verse. Then it's like, oh, whatever, man. Zippity <laughs> bebop. Classically written pop songs on these guys. Oh yeah, man! It's all over them. Of course, they're gonna do Roy Orbison. Yeah, I brought a uh, one of the covers I brought from around this time is a. Uh, he's doing the total Elvis thing in this song too, right? Oh uh, yeah, the old. I'm gonna play that one next. I'll play that cover next. Okay. say this is maybe like 80% as popular as the original at least yeah this like, uh, Orbison still owns the original he's got the best version but this uh, very close this doesn't quite transcend the original no. um, which is a rare move when you're doing a cover but it does happen I think they uh, did it with you really got me yeah I think so I think they did it and I think if you're if you're an artist or, or a band and you get to transcend a cover once in your career you've, you've done something pretty right. good when like hendrix with dylan exactly totally that's the that's the one um one might argue stevie ray's voodoo child oh might oh, that's oh a, there'd that's be a discussion arguing. that's a whole <laughs> series of a podcast right there <laughs> just throwing that out there um listen i give stevie ray vaughn little wing mm. But he got a backup off of Voodoo Child. <laughs> Playing it all cocaine speed like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's too fast. <laughs> but I give him a little wing. Uh that's that's the first side of the album right there. That's a journey for a yeah. first side. Yeah. Been all over the map. Eclectic. Yeah. Strong ending to the first side too. And he they're gonna kick off the second side with dancing in the street, which was should it was supposed to have started the whole thing and the story i always knew what or heard was that that riff was for something else totally right it was a song that eddie was putting together that's right and the whole uh, thing he was like he was just explaining to the guy making it sound like a sequencer that was for something else and then he got co coerced into uh, using it for dancing in the street mm. come on ed you already wrote it <laughs> it's done. You can be back home swimming in your pool with your beautiful wife, baby. That's it. Just lay down the tracks. But uh, you know what? It is better than. It's better than the Mick Jagger David Bowie version. Ooh, 
Not the video, though. <laughs> so, oh, no, wait, the video, too. <laughs> oh, my God. What is going on with that song and that video? It's insane. You can be a god and still fuck up. Ooh, sign you know? of the times. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. Oh, Van Halen did theirs first. I want to say their Mick and uh, David was like 83, 84. Yeah, and it, it kind of yeah. confused me a little bit back then. Um, seeing the that, video. The video, yes. <laughs> it confuses me to this day. The video, that tune, Van Halen. Like, okay. I, you know, I, I was just trying to figure out how music comes together. You know, I didn't know that. At this point, I had no idea about multi tracking. Right. You know, 82, 83. I, I wasn't really paying attention to these guys at that point. I had to go back mm -hmm. in time, but. Everyone the, was about to, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, a, a covers a band playing another band's version of a song. Mm -hmm. That was still a fresh idea, too. That's why I really liked the, the Pretty Woman. You know, listen to Van Halen covers. It's a. It's a they do a really good job with Pretty Woman. Truder coming into it does set it up. You get a little bit of, a little bit of this, the pizzazz, their flavor on it. Their flavor on a, it. It's a backyard cover band. Yeah, they're good at it. It's got way more than ten thousand hours of doing that shit. They're gonna they do cover records till they died if they wanted to. And that's uh, <laughs> another reason I feel like this album's letting off the gas a little bit. This is the first time we see them let off the gas. Just coast a little bit. Yeah. Resting on our laurels. Yeah. A hair, but uh, I said I was gonna play that uh, Elvis, and this is them doing. Also, oh, cover I found. Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> like around eighty-three. <laughs> So what, you know how Dave always talks about having different sets for different places and uh, different neighborhoods in L.A.? Yep. What set was this one on? That's a good question. The Van uh, Halen research team. <laughs> they playing this one at the roller rink. Is this... Uh, it's a Cholo barbecue song. Who didn't? A little who bit. Reverse engineered. Who didn't like to hear this song back? I don't, right? Like, I don't know. Tune. Like, no, I don't think anybody. It's only was like, like 20 years old at that point. Yeah. <laughs> 25. He has a. The end of the solo kind of sounds like Ice Cream Man a little bit. They're pretty comfortable with that. I think they played that song before. Yeah. This feels like a, a good time <laughs> fuck around right here. With a little bit of a metal solo in the middle. <laughs> oh, now he's doing the... Mikey doing back there too.
Did Dave say muchas gracias earlier in the song? Yeah, maybe. maybe they're they're in probably the, in the uh, South American leg. Or East LA. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oldies go over well there. But that was, I'd never heard that one before. That's news to me. Well, we procrastinated long enough. We got to play Dancing in the Streets now. Okay. I was just, I was just daydreaming about putting together a mix album with Van Halen covers. Oh, yeah. we'll have to do an episode of people covering Van Halen as well. Oh, I never thought of that. It'll be a fun yeah. one. You never heard Jump by Aztec Camera? I haven't. Wasn't there, <laughs> was, didn't some lady do a cover of run, running, with the, uh, running with the Devil not too long ago? Oh, shit. See? I'm trying to think. Who, who else has covered Van Halen? Many did, tried. Did, uh... <laughs> Tried and failed. They tried and died. You <laughs> <laughs> burst into flames and fucking dies. The Gong like Jabbar of James musical would have taken a swing. And fucking, they know when the Gong Jabbar's at your neck, right? Play, man. Fuck around. I don't know. I don't think anybody it's does Van Halen covers. Only animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, you can't. Those no. are big shoes you're walking into. Yeah, you do a Van Halen cover. It'd be like John 5 or something to pull it off. <laughs> All right. I can't imagine what other song this would have been for, man, this intro. That is pretty funky. Alex got those hi-hats going. The disco hi-hats. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? A little bit of cowbell going on. Man, oh, get a drink. Shit. Can you imagine if uh, Ed and Stevie Wonder collaborated? Oh my god. That is a Stevie Wonder kind of sound, A right? little bit. Could be Reggae Woman, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. When you play that, that keyboard that took up half the room and you had two dudes working it like telephone operators with the chords. Oh, when they <laughs> were patching it yeah. all. Different. Yeah. He was way that, into that. He was best cutting edge. I mean, that was his era, right? When that... Late 60s, early 70s. Yo, Mikey. <laughs> but it's guitar, though, right? It's not a. I don't know. Like he's got a weird. He was talking. It's got a little string attack sound to it and in yeah. that interview he was talking about it on it like it was his guitar I believe so I bet you he is speaking of guitars part of that interview he, uh, at the end he goes hey can you make sure you tell people I'm endorsing Kramer guitars no shit yeah that was the Frankenstein well at least the body was the Kramer <laughs> one, which one the the, uh, the Frankenstein the, I think that was a boogie body that was mm. he talks so about he, Oh, the Kramers had the, the yeah. headstock that was a little bit like, uh, yeah, like a flaccid wiener. <laughs> I need somewhere to put my cigarettes, man. <laughs> That's a special ergonomic <laughs> cigarette holding headstock. Makes sense now. He was talking about one of the other instrumentals on here, and the guy that same interview, he's asking him like, "Oh yeah, what guitar did you use on that one?" And he's like, 
Look at that same piece of shit one. I always the red, black, and white one. Yeah. I liked him here and saying he was he used a strat for cathedrals. That makes me makes me happy for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, he's, he's been playing fake strats the whole time. He's got his go-tos. He's got his go-tos. He likes his gear, but it's it's that scientist in him that find him dabbling over customize. here a little bit, checking that. Reminds thing me out. of my grandpa, my dad's dad. He, he couldn't buy anything without customizing it. Everything he got, he, he sand down the grip in some way. You know, if it was like a, <laughs> a pistol or something. Yeah, was, everything had to get customized. Build on something, bondo on whole pieces, and like re-engineer everything he ever got. Well, who's putting? Who would put uh, tape on their guitar before? I did was that common back then? Tape. You know what I mean? How he would uh, put uh, gaffer tape oh, on his guitar for, for his the picks. picks. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I was. Everyone was just supposed to just stick them in your pick guard. And he's like, well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Gaffer's tape. Yeah, or like on the mic stands, even you know, you throw on a, you use a pick for like half a song, and then flick it. That's the life right there. That's when you know you made it. When you're like mid solo. You're like not sharp enough. <laughs> flick new one. Oh, that's more like it. His picks getting dull. <laughs> Got picks. Speaking Better of decades old. Nerdy pick things. I, I was. I can't remember what interview this was, but it was. Uh, mm. Oregon or might have been Tweezel Zappa. He was talking mm-hmm. one of those. I don't know. Fuck. But basically, they were saying like he uses a thinner pick than you would think. Like you, just because of the way he attacks it, like you're saying it, you'd think it'd be a thicker pick. But um, fuck, I wish I remember who oh, said that. But yeah. but because it was thinner, like they specifically pointed to like uh, ain't talking about love, like just to get that. The trill, the, the yeah, rrr, yeah. It's like I guess when it's cranked up, like I mean. Plus, there's like too much resistance. Yeah, and if you really, I, yeah, I'll have to see. I'll try to find that interview. That's I why thought, like that flight of the bumblebee kind of guitar yeah. sound. It just only, it was a big thick one. It was like, yeah, should be like sticking a baseball card in a fan. You know, that's your sound right there. Play the other uh, guitar one. solo on this song. Little guitars, little guitars intro. And if I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not hallucinating <laughs> and having like a uh, Mandela effect moment. He played it on a little ass guitar, right? That was the other yes. Okay. <laughs> In that same interview, I I didn't have time to get that clip, but he talks about it. It was like a Chiquita guitar. Yeah, I remember the Chiquita. They sold those in the back of guitar mags for. The rest of the decade, oh, and really? then some because of probably this. He, yeah, and he's uh, like, see, uh, Billy Gibbons had one, but in the interview, he's like, oh, I had my first. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Billy Gibbons stole oh, that from me. I was playing it one well, day. You're not quite even yet. <laughs> you're not quite even. Billy walked by. I was like, what is that? Oh, not that much. Play the bass line. Yeah, he's playing it all with 
Yeah. Gabriella <laughs> at the same time. They, they stole that shit from me too. <laughs> but yeah, th- well, that's great. He's hidden playing the top lines and plucking out the bass line. Exactly. No, dick. it's insane. What it wasn't there a story where like uh Neil Sean was getting in his face, like, dude, tell me how you did that. That's, <laughs> that's not just one guitar. Get, get cornered by Neil Sean. Wasn't there? Yeah. No. Probably. They seem, seem like they ran around. With the, he was in that crew with like him and Luke Ather and totally. the, like the L.A. '80s guitar hotshot crew. Exactly. What a fun hang that would be! Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, man, no doubt. <laughs> no, seriously, man, how'd you get that uh, tremolos? I mean, that behind closed doors, what a bunch of nerds we all, all turn into, right? Yeah. <laughs> you owe me for cleaning Steve Perry's jacket with that guacamole, <laughs> motherfucker. Tell me how you did it. I wasn't crying. Anyway, that leads <laughs> into little guitars proper. Here goes something like a lace. That's a sexy strut. This is a strutting song, Chris. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Very Pete Townsend chord sequence, not played very Pete Townsend like. Yeah, filtered through Van Halen DNA. Uh, that would be like riffs everyone would rip off in the eighties. <laughs> Go, Mike. Years later, speaking of the Who, when they would cover with Sammy, yes, they would cover "Won't Get Fooled Again." Yes, and that guitar part he's playing back there, You're ding, right. ding, 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 ding. That's the attack. Totally is. That just clicked into my brain right now. I'm hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> we know we sing "Etch a Sketch" right here. It's the lyrics. You can't tell me any different. Let's talk about drawing. <laughs> no, I love this riff, man. It's so cool. The pluck. Yeah. Finger picking. Is that what you said? At your sketch? At your sketch. (laughs) I mean... I think that's. <laughs> what do you think he used on this next part? Let's slide. Sing to me, baby. Yeah, right. It's like a. That's a forty of Schlitz. Full. That's a full ice cold forty of Schlitz right yep. there. Yep. It has that tone. Yeah, the can's not giving up. It's full. You're right about that. Oh, 
kind of like a lot of songs they would do with Sammy later. And hints of all kinds of things to come. Now he's after Jamie. <laughs> Townsend much right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well be windmilling in that part. Yeah, man, everything from that to the fucking jumping and oh, yeah. the total guitar hero jump he always did. That's true, Fuck, man. man. <laughs> I just, just be calling the shit up. That's true, man. This would have made a this album would have been an awesome EP. Yeah, I think. Wow, like maybe one of the best. Well, I was actually gonna, along those lines, I was thinking if you took out all the covers, which were like how many? Like five, five. out of twelve. So it would have left you seven songs. And if you had that many more that were, because every song that's not a cover is so different. Yeah, they're all over the place. So, like, what would a full album of that sound like? Like, they need they need to take the covers off and put on like four more originals. Diver Down Part Two. Yeah, you know they have. There's some shit out there, but could you imagine? (laughs) I mean, because they they could call it the Diver Down Syndrome. Jesus. (laughs) Part two. Because think about it. Between this album and and where '84 goes. It's so different, like in all the best ways. Mm-hmm. So, like, what would more, like, one more half of a Diver Down album sound like? You, th- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we would have branched off some some reality. Got that alternate? Some alternate reality. They're enjoying yeah, that Halen record verse. right now. They're all still together in that reality. Like that original Van Halen never broke up. Why aren't we making this cartoon every time we talk about this? <laughs> I swear to God. Big Bad Bill. I I don't care for this song. I enjoy. I I think it's fun. They're playing with their dad and stuff. But yeah, man, come on. This is uh, respect. It's yeah. yeah, sentimental value maybe. I like because some of the, what I'm finding and have found is some songs that I liked of theirs when I was younger. I don't like so much as I got older. Fair warning back then wasn't my favorite album, but theirs, 1984, mm-hmm. favorite album. It's, and it's a strong album. But I liked Big, Big Bad Bill yeah. back then. I, you know, I remember being like, this is like, it's old timey, <laughs> but they made it? You know, like again, trying to figure out how, what goes on to make music. You get no idea. So you're like, but this is, the, but it's their rock band. Made this, you're allowed to do that. Well, and it's this is the story. I'm not gonna try and cue that video up right now. David Lee Roth standing on the roof so that his little shitty radio could get a a radio station from Lexington, Kentucky, because they were in Kentucky somewhere. And this was the song he got. He taped it off the radio and played it back for Eddie. And he's like, "Yeah, that's that song's terrible. We should do it." (laughs) (laughs) It's like that. That's awful. Yes, let's do it. It's a great attitude to have, actually. Yeah. Why not? And then what? And then 
uh, Dave suggested getting his dad to play. It was Dave's idea. Was yeah. Call. It was. Uh, yeah. Bring your old man. Which uh, is awesome. And his old man fully pulling a. Uh, Django Reinhardt. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say Jerry. Uh, Jerry uh, Seinfeld. You know, from The Grateful Dead. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's missing. Jerry Garcia. He had missing the finger. And, yeah. yeah. He got the, the swifty go. Um, <laughs> Didn't Django have a? He had some withered fingers, so he could yeah. only play with two of them. Yeah, I'd say old Jan is doing pretty good for old nine fingers. And Frodo only had nine fingers, too. Nice. At the end. Dave can play some of that jump guitar, too, apparently. Yeah. I got a clip. You know, it's kind of classy, too. Yeah. Oh, so I can't step on the, on the change-up. He's doing the full Jolson right there. Um... This is like the the photo negative of uh, you don't mess around with Jim or bad bad Leroy Brown. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the the anti Leroy Brown it used to be. Or did Leroy Brown get tamed by he a woman tamed. too? They all got tamed by a woman. <laughs> or the law. And do I have to say who this woman is? Oh, Jamie. You kidding? Gotta see that sweet woman every night. She's a, this is her redemption album. I'm thinking about this the whole time. Yeah. She's coming see, back from being on the streets, it. porn. Right. Right. She found herself a right. two fisted Go John. John, Yan, Yan. It's Eddie's what dad's name. Honestly, I'm flabbergasted. We've never seen unearthed footage of David Lee Roth in blackface. <laughs> I mean, some either somebody paid a lot of money to make that go away, which I doubt. No, I think her, he just never did. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like Ice T doing two sides Dude, of the skit. The two voices. <laughs> and someday the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to recognize him for just for playing method. all the parts in his yeah. own skits. Well before Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I like that it's such a different genre of music. Oh, com- yeah, completely. And they kill it. Yeah. It's another uh, uh, novelty in their in their songbook. No, no other song sounds like this. Yeah, and except for know, "Stay Frosty" on that last album that they did with Dave. Different kind of truth. A little bit "Stay Frosty." Yep. The uh, Chili Peppers with uh, "Hot Tamale." Yeah, they visit. They, they 
they're getting influenced by this. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. know where Van Halen got it, but they. Uh, John Frusciante was listening to Michael Anthony's uh, harmonies too. Oh, for sure. Frusciante falls. Frusciante is Anthony. the Michael Anthony of the Chili Peppers. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. I'm glad we worked through that one. Yeah. So speaking of David, David's uh, acoustic uh, oh, yeah. guitar prowess and interesting genre of music covers. Um, I found this other song he did. He was on the radio interview and it was around 1982. That's kind of that's very what we're talking time, about. Right? And he does a he does a cover of Humble Pie 79th and Sunset. Peter Frampton's old band. Um. And this per, uh, Jim Ladd's the interviewer in this one. We play that. At this point in the conversation, I asked Dave if he would be in the mood to play something for us. Hell yeah! Fortunately, he was. And here's what happened. I'm gonna play his song here. He would have wrote this song. He didn't write this song? <laughs> I wonder how much he's riffing on it too, right? for dave though like that was some good picking right there yeah man yeah. I gotta nice. give the devil his due get some practicing yeah at first i thought maybe ed was in that radio interview but um it's just uh, him and al in that one i remember watching video of them playing in montevideo and he's playing one of those big gibson uh big fat guys with the I mean, borderline mariachi size. And uh, doing a whole, he had his little solo bit too. At, by this point, apparently, you know, everyone gets their little solo. That was his, that he would come out and do shit like that. I remember Sammy, when we saw them, he did, he did his, 
a solo bit. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen footage of Dave doing a solo bit. And then on the set list, they don't call out him doing solo bits on this yeah. tour. But I think you're right. I think he's starting to like, starting to slide it in a little bit. He's <laughs> flexing. Yeah. He's starting to, yeah. I think the ego's getting bigger and bigger. Oh, let's get guitar solos, Eddie. I gotta play my let me get ragtime music, man. That's what the kids are gonna be into in the next five <laughs> years, man. It's, it is kind of the funny the dynamic to David Lee Roth, though, is he's kind of sex god rock star into this point. Well yeah, into yeah. this point, you know, he's well established. And he just keeps doubling down on like old timey and showman shit, you know. But it ain't broke, man. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it's it's it lasted weird... him a good long while. Oh, for sure. But it's a weird. It's a weird dynamic. He can still because... fuck any baby boomer he wants to. Sure, but I... male, female, no matter. <laughs> yes, yes, he's good, good, very attractive, man. <laughs> Jared, <laughs> I'm not saying that he's not attractive. <laughs> I mean, look at all that talent. Fucking singing and playing guitar and being funny. <laughs> Speaking of funny, the full bug. Did, did any of you guys uh, find the uh, origin of that mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> song title? It had to do with uh, a kind of shoe he was describing with the real pointy tips, and they called him, <laughs> sorry, Augie, Puerto Rican fence climbers. Because nice. they were pointy and you could get your feet in the, to the chain link or the uh, cyclone fence. Yeah. But they were also good if the bug was in the corner of the room. <laughs> I said that was called getting the full bug and AK just became slang for like nailing it. Oh, he gave it the full bug. He got oh. the full bug. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Who are these guys? <laughs> they got this song done. They figured, oh, you, you got the full bug on that one. So, because I don't think he says it in the song, does he? I don't think so. Uh, well, we'll find out. So, I mean, that could be Dave, too, huh? Probably is. By your ass, yeah, you won't let you pass. Ah, hey, woo! Woo! Ah, precious sweetheart, woman, all you want is good as it can get. Ah, back to that ZZ Top. Yeah, really Letting that ZZ Top flag fly right there. Wow, this is all—it's changing my whole perspective on when I hear acoustic guitars on Van Halen songs now. I would guarantee you that was probably Dave playing the intro on that, huh? It was almost sounded exactly like that shit he was playing on the radio. Yeah. yeah. And there wasn't really any isms in that short line. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dave, Eddie would have thrown in a fill, a couple of harmonics. Crazy. That's Get why I call the cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Sherlock, I need it. I need to get a drop of him going, huh? Yeah, yeah, huh? huh? Well, shit. I mean, he's got to be deaf by that point. Those guys weren't wearing earplugs. I failed my first hearing test at like age 23. <laughs> he's got to be half deaf. 
They wouldn't invent those good earplugs for many more years. Yeah. It was like, just you might as well just roll up cigarette butts in your ears. Did you, have you ever gone through that phase of trying to find the right earplugs for playing music? Never. Yeah, it's, they're not out there. It's not a thing. No, that's what I heard. I heard. People would, like, spend money. I got my ear molded, and yeah. they're getting... Okay, cool, man. And then you'd be like, how are those things doing? Through the middle, yeah, so it I don't know. cuts out the high ends, but the bass frequency gets I just down. kiss my cilia goodbye into my uh, cochlea or whatever that is in there. The cochlear I, I will tubes. give you 100 bucks if you could kiss your cochlea right you now. You can't kiss your goodbye. Cochlea. You can kiss my cochlear. <laughs> you give me 100 bucks, I'll kiss your cochlear. <laughs> Speaking of playing harp, that was Dave. That was Dave. I know I I was too busy making cochlear jokes over his harmonica solo. Spectacular. Spectacular. So, you know, this is, okay, this album is definitely being driven by Dave. And at this point, I mean, this is just further evidence. This is him saying, look, we did it your way on fair warning. He was a good sport. Some great performances out of Dave on that record. I don't think he was sandbagging it because it wasn't his idea. No, but no. I think that something got leveraged into like, okay, try it my way. Van Halen brothers at this point were probably. I think they're tired. Fair, they're yeah, and they're they're like yeah, fair enough. We'll try it your way, Dave. Yeah. And I don't think they I don't think they put in sandbagging performances either. Like, yeah. you know, fucking. No, because it'd, it'd be death before dishonor, man. They're never Solid. gonna. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think about this? This is something that Eddie said about uh, recording on Diver Down. Tell me if it took, cut me off if we've already covered some of this stuff here. But, uh, and I quote, when we came off a of fair warning last tour last year, we were going to take a break and spend a lot of time writing and uh, doing this and that. Yeah, so I'll, do the, I'll do the yeah, thank inhales you. for you. <laughs> uh, Dave came up with the idea of, hey, why don't you start off the new year with putting out a single? Uh, he wanted to do Dancing in the Streets. We gave uh, the original Martin and Reeves and the Vandellas tape. He listened to it. I couldn't get a handle on it. You know, things that we had already covered here. Um, but uh, I always like to do a riff. And uh, it was just hitting, instead of just hitting bar chords and strumming. So, if you want to do a cover tune, why don't we do Pretty Woman? Yeah, we totally covered this, this part here. Um, we went into Sunset Studio in L.A., recorded it, came out right after the first of the year. Started climbing the charts, so all of a sudden Warner Brothers is going, you got a hit single on your hands. We got to get that record. <laughs> Wait a minute. We just we just did that to keep us out of the studio. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, it, what did we say? I fucking lost my place here. We have a hit record, he said. Wait a minute. We just did that. You got to keep us out of there so uh, the people know we're still alive. But they just kept pressuring us, so we jumped right back in. And without any rest or time to recuperate from the tour, we started to record. We spent 12 days making the album. It was a lot of fun. Sorry, I kept trying to get the front of that drop that was going, back of shit. Obviously, I couldn't read that out loud. Um, Yeah, that's crazy. 12 days? 12 days, and but he ends it with, you know, we had a lot of fun. So, again, he's not trying to sandbag or anything. Right. They would never. They would never. God, even when they had, like, Gary Cherone, they meant it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You trust them. At least they meant it. Fuck. This is... What was the name of that song that we did on his memorial episode on the other podcast? Catherine, or what was that? He's all drunk and mad. 
shirtless yeah. in the video. Yeah. Is that Catherine? the name of it? Catherine. I think so, yeah. Yeah. See, he means it the whole time. Can't play the last song yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can't play it. I think we sign off with it. Oh, so, oh right. Uh, Good call. You know? All right, then. I do have um, those clips I brought. Mm-hmm. This is I should have thought of this. This kind of goes back to like a, or just file it under like influences. Mm-hmm. Like I just like collect connecting the dots with all this stuff. Like you know, but um, they've gone on record as saying that. So there's the the band Cactus. Oh yeah, like yeah, a hard, yeah. Hard rock, like a rock band back in the late sixties or seventies. Which one? Oh, that? they're that old. This oh yeah, this clip you give me is nineteen seventy. What is the what does it say? Parch Parchment Farm. This is okay. So the this first clip will sound like be the like, sausage you get at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a it's like weird. just play a little bit weird of the beginning just to get it just to get it like a flavor of their right. of Here their music comes. and sausage. then um but then the next thing uh to play it'll it'll connect more dots. All right, here we go. Like links sausage. Oh. All right, you sinners. Oh, yeah, listen to that guy go. That's a good example wow. of, their, of their style, right? Yes, and pretty. That they were influenced pretty good. by. Pretty good clue right there. So this other clip is, um, like, um, there's a bunch of real short clips, but then they'll play Back the Van Halen. And, oh, nice. Um, the, the, the Cactus Connection, they call this video. So it's a lot of back-to-back mashup here. <laughs> Holy smokes. You busted on the right song no I didn't the one you love yeah I'm the one totally holy (laughs) shit Deconstructor. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Dad Rock. Deconstructor. Wow. Cactus. Whatever happened to Cactus? They they put out some albums, man. It's fun stuff. See. Well, yeah. Wow. Oops. Didn't mean to do that. That's nuts. I think they they're. I think their album Cactus's albums. Looking right here, and it says, uh, it's just cactus, then there's cactus too. 
<laughs> then there's then there's cactus the captain goes down with the ship um, oh no and, and then there's cactus Cact- i told you so <laughs> yes. yeah see right? it's incredible oh <laughs> and then uh this and then this is cactus uh, fifth album which is uh, i can't say it but it's about going down on a woman <laughs> or a man i guess it could be a man or a woman you don't we're having fun here guys you know what else is fun they had a real fun opener on this tour i was I never had heard any of the bands that opened for him up until now. But if you remember a band called After the Fire, and if you don't remember a band called After the Fire, you will remember this song, their hit from 1982, Der Commissar. Quarter full stadium right before the Van Halen show. Right. No way, dude. They opened up for them? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. For most of the tour. Wow. I mean, it's good time music. They must be fun dudes to hang out with, too. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, those guys are great. <laughs> you never heard the Commissar? Dude, don't come around. I felt that way. <laughs> they don't look like they sound like they sound like a bunch of sound like a bunch of euros. That's what I was gonna say, but I think they were Americans. Totally I mean, is he singing or is he rapping? See, I love this chorus though. What a crazy show that would be. It would have been a great show. I would have been down for the Diver Down tour. I can't imagine what that crowd would be like. This is where this you is start like to see early. the bangs getting a little higher and higher every year. Wait, the what? <laughs> the bangs right. are getting a little higher every year until they reach peak height by 89 and toppled. They start going up. Yeah. yeah. Toppled in the early 90s. It got too high. It's yeah, like the Tower of Babel. It had to come down. <laughs> Trying to reach the heavens. Don't you think the crowd would be just all metalheads? Like, no, man, this is Van Halen, man. There's all kinds of girls there, and the girls are gonna love this. Oh yeah. And anybody with a pulse is gonna move to this, man. That's a baseline right there. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) Anyway, that's the most fun opening band they've had so far. They beat the hell out of the Grenetti brothers. <laughs> One Grenetti, two Grenetti, three Grenetti, four. All the Grenettis. All the Grenettis. Never gonna add up to after the, the fire. Do you know what they were playing in this uh, during this tour? Mm, like, give me a set list, man. All right, man. It's called Hide Your Sheep. Yeah, the Hide Your Sheep tour. <laughs> Hide Your like, Sheep. All tour. subtext is gone. These guys started in July fourteenth, nineteen eighty-two, in. Augusta, Georgia. Oh, it's got to be hotter than shit in oh, July in Augusta. Hot, hot show. Uh, they play until May 29th, 1983. Ten months. Jeez. They do, I think, three or four American tours. Yeah. And then they do the South American leg. Yeah. So they just basically. down to South America this time. They bang the states. They just bang the states for fucking month after month after month. And then, Boom. Hit the hit the south side playing Brazil for a while. They got their wall of amps now. They got their they got wall the of wall amps. of amps is happening now. It's, it's big time. This is 
there's a certain stage that I f- uh, I'm finding uh, if you're in a band or that a band gets to that you decide to go to Brazil and South America and play for a hundred thousand people. That's how they do it down there. They have like these festivals like Rock and Rio. They just you gotta have a half wall a million in. people show up. Yeah, dude, you gotta, that you gotta have a wall in. That photo on the back of the album is like what stadium is that? It looks that, huge. It's it's a big one, yeah, but that's in the states, and I think it was opening for the Stones at some festival, or. Um, but it was like it was a Stones gig, I think. That's yeah, why there were some bazillion people there. These guys are playing s- several gigs in the same city. You know, it's not just one night here, one night there, one night in Bangkok. <laughs> the world's your oyster. They're they like opening up with Romeo's Delight, mm. and then dude, hit him with Unchained. Right there. Just All right. Fucking let's sock him in the mush punch. right there. Yeah. Just, you guys still remember this one? Boom. <laughs> Drum solo. Right. See? Got to warm up. You got to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> Three songs in, I get your warm up because, something, yeah. Something under the surface with these guys. Like a, <laughs> like a diver. Um, Then, the full bug. Oh, coming right in with the full bug. Something new. Mm. From there, they're going to Running with the Devil. Jamie's crying, little guitars, bass solo. I don't think that's warming up for Michael at this point. No, I think it's Michael. When does when does that bass come into play? When does he get that that uh, Jack Daniels bass? Not till like eighty four tour, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember it showing up. Yeah, in old pictures. I don't know if he or if this is the tour where he's now on guide wires flying from one side <laughs> of the stage to the other because that was that's like that's a michael anthony move it's solid too with the with the the, the, the jack daniels bass it's on, yeah. it's on brand yeah <laughs> i mean I, that feels like an 84 thing yeah it's like you guys gonna take my publishing i'm gonna fly i'm gonna <laughs> you can't keep me from flying so then we get Fucking beer drinkers and hellraisers easy <laughs> top nice. back to their old club days Little Dreamer, Mean Streets. Wow, Little Dreamer. Dance the Night Away. Somebody Get Me a Doctor. Girl Gone Bad Jam. Girl Gone Bad. He's messing around now. Uh, I'm So Glad. And then what is... <laughs> Cream. <laughs> right? Yeah. What is a S-G-M-A-D reprise? Say those letters again. S-G-M-A-D reprise. I don't know. And it's all capital letters, except for reprise. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a song there. But, you know, whatever. Smugod. After that. Smugod. Smugod. Simmer down, no? (laughs) Cathedrals comes after that. Secrets after cathedrals. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if they would play that too many more. Wow. Like, is that the only tour they played, Secrets? Dude, I think we're going to find out. But I think it... I don't think it stays on. We got one more tour to try. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's see. Everybody wants some ice cream, man. Heartbreak Hotel. Okay. Part of the set. Yeah, they're, they're peppering. And then uh, we get Pretty Woman. Guitar solo. What's the over-under on how long the guitar solo lasts? Oh, let's say like 15 minutes at this point. I'll go 20. Okay. 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Okay. But I, I thought that was long. You guys, it I, is. I thought you were going <laughs> to. It's all long. <laughs> uh, and then they wrap up the show. 
that's what we're supposed to think. Mm. Uh, we ain't talking about love. After that, they come back out for bottoms up. You really got me <laughs> and happy trails. That's, that's a solid set. That is pretty killer. That's a set list I don't think ever gets put together in that way again after this tour. I think you're right. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're sprinkling, sprinkling some covers that we haven't seen them do in there, you know. Um, but it's like a, a good set list. I would love to go see this show because whatever your opinions are on Diver Down, I mean, it's recorded well. And <laughs> it's not like they've changed with their talent playing any of their previous songs. So... No. A tour, a Diver Down tour, this has got to be a fucking sick time to see these guys playing. Probably yeah. regardless of how the record went down, it's probably still a sick time to just be Van Halen on tour for 10 months. Exactly. Yeah. It's still just, cocaine is still working at this point. I haven't, it's been I haven't five, got that far yet. Five albums in, I mean, it's still solid, man. I mean... To varying degrees, but it's all like, yeah. To to think that they're gonna top this with their biggest selling album to this point on their next one. I don't know if I would have been able to call that one at the time, like if I was a hardcore Van Halen fan. Like, how common is it, like normally, to put out like that, like five five back to back albums, album tour, album tour, album tour. Yeah, maybe I mean, like I, the Stones or, or U2 or something yeah. could have pulled that up. It's very rare company that they're in. Like the Who, like the the greats, the or the, the 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 mega bands. Yeah, the mega bands. Springsteen. Yeah, probably could do that many tours in a row. Yeah, because at this stage in their career, they've gone past. Wow, we've got a few hits or we've got a few good albums. It, they got five good albums. You know, Fair Warning didn't sell that much, but I mean. It's still the best one. You know, it, and that's that's any band, if you're going to put out five albums, there's going to be one that someone's going to revere as like, I like that one. It wasn't a commercial success, but I like, you know, fucking just name a movie, name a director that has that dynamic, all of them. Um, and so they're fucking commercially viable still they're on the rise they're fucking playing awesome and their endurance is even this is That's a, longer, a long set a long set a long tour so the cocaine is still working and i think maybe that's why they're staying around in the states for the first three four legs well, they're just, just driving like, around the country vacuuming up money man vacuuming up money driving around the country <laughs> saying you can't bring your honey <laughs> yeah was Valerie tagging along on tour? She had her own stuff to do. She had, yeah. she was busy. She can't. Yeah, there's the one day at a time out. sequel coming out. More days at a time. Awesome. Should we play in this clip? Mm. What's that one about? I don't know. Oh man, I don't know if it doesn't fit anything. I'll just delete it. Netherlands on January 26, 1955. Eddie was the son of Jan and Eugenia Van Halen, being Alexander his older brother. Eddie's father was a clarinetist, saxophonist and pianist. His mother was an Indonesian from Ringkasbeting on the island of Java. Music was always been present in Eddie's life. His second name is a tribute to the great German composer Ludwig van Beethoven. 
The spelling in Eddie's name is the Dutch equivalent of Ludwig. Interestingly, Eddie used the same approach as his father when he named his son after the Austrian compass of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. At the age of seven, Eddie moved with his family to the USA, settling in Pasadena, California. However, even before this change, both Eddie and his brother Alex started to study the piano. His learning continued after the change. Moving again, now to San Pedro, they took classes with an elderly teacher named Stanley Stacy Calvados. This is not the clip. Oh, I thought this was the clip that. you gave me. I was like, what no, this I shit is bogus, dude. Were gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I thought you were. I thought this was something you found. No. Oh, oh was it the one underneath it? Okay, oh, the, no, so, the Esquire one. No, or I mean, that's the one, but I don't have a segue now. <laughs> I thought you were. That's what I, I thought meant that to was play. something you found. But what were you saying before that about the um, uh, just how many albums they did? Why I just think it's interesting, like where they went from, like like this is definitely the Fork in the Road album mm. of where it, things come to a head. It feels like right because the last one was Eddie's big statement, and then Dave pushes back. I guess I mean you could read into it how a lot of different ways, but mm -hmm. where it goes from here, like they put out one. I mean not to get too ahead, but like between this one. The next one is like full on Van with, Halen. Yeah, with some of the best elements of each sprinkled in, like House of Pain, which we know was a really old song for yeah. them. Or, uh, you know, Drop Dead Legs could have been on Fair Warning, perhaps, you know, that kind of. But you get all the, uh, like, I'll Wait. That was some, that was a little more. Yeah, that, that could have been on for fair, uh, Diver Down, you know. I think it all stems also the big part of that equation is just Eddie get uh, building the studio. Like he's already the seeds are planted, he's planning to do Breaking that. Breaking ground. So there's more. Maybe they they were more focused, or he had more control. I mean, he's. I think technically, you know. to this day, for tax or uh, all kinds of reasons, that that is fifty one fifty is is designated as an in ball indoor racquetball court. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a studio. So there, allegedly. Well, I guess we can play the, the last song on this album now. Before you play that, uh, the, that clip, mm -hmm. um, the only reason I brought it was just because he had his dad, he had his pop play on that one song. Right. And this clip, it's a more recent, um, it's just like a... 10 15 second thing of uh, him relaying the advice his dad gave him when he was growing up. Ed, get some fucking pussy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna pull it back up. There we go. took about um, five runs at closing the uh, the uh, fair warning episode yeah did did any it was of hilarious come out? oh yeah <laughs> say that again we took about five runs at ending the last podcast fair it was just I was just editing the fair warning episode earlier this week it was fucking hilarious because kid like almost there just <laughs> hit a brick Go through the magic of editing. Oh, nobody knows. Spell it. Sit. It's in 
those little parts here. There it is. Hi, I'm Eddie Van Halen. I am 58 years old. The best piece of advice I've ever been given was probably from my father at an early age when we were making music and I would make mistakes and he, I would ask him, what do you do? And he goes, in Dutch, he'd say, gewoon doorfietsen, which means just keep pedaling through, don't stop, and don't let the audience know you made a mistake. Or smile and do it twice. Then people will think you meant it. <laughs> there you go. He's been dispensing that advice the whole... I've been reading that in guitar magazines from him since... Yeah. This tall. <laughs> it's good advice. I've heard Prince say I, similar no, things, it. too. Yeah. Like if you're going to fuck up, do it eight more times and, and make a riff out of it. Yeah. Solid advice. But any, anytime I hear him riff the... Something twice in a solo now. I always <laughs> think that. Yeah, he's picking it up. Well, I will end this episode then as they would end their tour on the Hydra Sheep tour. But this has been the sixth episode of Fair Warning. My fellow cohorts, Chris Sacred G. Feifel. Have a good night. Augie El Pagano Pagan. I think we know where this is going. And this is a thick white dude saying happy trails. Bombadida, 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 clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather happy trails to you till we meet